This is episode 518 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by the Eventing Riders Association of North America. We'd like to thank our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything you need for eventing at bitofbritain.com. This week, we have Bruce Haskell, we have Mackenzie Wickman, and we have Frankie Terrion. This is Max in beautiful, sunny, fabulous Lexington, Kentucky. And this is Joe in sunny, hot, steamy, rainy, thundery. Oh, look out the window because it changes every five minutes, Ocala, Florida. <laughs> and you're listening to the Eventing Radio Show. Max, how are you going up there? I'm going all right, Joe. How about yourself? Uh, well, I'm walking around in a – just got out of the pool, actually. Um, but it's hot down here. And, I'm, you know, it's Ocala summer. So one minute it's hot and the next minute it's heaving rain on you, like like heaving. Um, but it, otherwise, it's um, it's great. We're having a, a very lovely time down here. Um, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what have you been up to, good. Max? Well, yep. footing's, the footing's perfect. Yeah. Yep. Well, I just footing. got back from um, a week in Rebecca Farm, which was fantastic, and um, uh, helping out with the young riders in the long format. Great event, as always. The Broussards are amazing people and amazing to be around. And uh, so that was fantastic. And um, now I am back here. Uh, did the drive across country, which was kind of cool. Um, did and you? Now yeah, yeah. I helped, really? Uh, yeah, I helped drive um, horses from uh, Rebecca Farm back to Lexington, Kentucky, which was fun. And um, now I'm uh, here helping young Jenny Karras. She's here practicing some show jumping. So I'm helping her for the next few days and then off to Millbrook next week. Wow. No rest yeah. for the wicked, Max. No, no, yeah. no. That drive's beautiful, by the way. Uh, it's gorgeous. It is yeah. unbelievable. It was, um, you know, it, it was, it was long. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. It actually ticked along pretty well, and it was a quick trip in in a lot of senses. But um, yeah, it was good. And so, well, you must have been going. You must have been going better than Bobby Meyerhoff. He called me this afternoon. Said, oh, but hey, he's stopping said, along the way, isn't he? I said, "How are you going?" He said, "I'm still driving home." I said. Bobby, it's <laughs> well, Wednesday he afternoon. Gave himself a day. He gave himself a day. He didn't even leave till Tuesday. So, all right, okay. Yes, yes, exactly. Right. Sorry, yes, but he did have a Bobby did have a good weekend, so that was that makes it makes the drive home a bit nicer. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. hopefully, Max, I'm thinking seriously of going up there next year. There's been some rumblings in my my bunch of owners and people and saying that I'd quite like to go and stuff. So I may be hitting the road um, to get yeah. up there, which um, which would be, sounds like Montana was the only place in the United States that wasn't scalding hot in this last couple of weeks. Oh, it was beautiful up there. The, what, the nights were cool enough that you needed a bit of a jacket in the morning and then the days there, you know, no humidity. And I'll tell you one thing they did, which was one of the coolest, which was really interesting. So their big push this year was to not, um, it was to have water stations and make everybody use reusable water bottles. And everybody was given a water bottle to start the whole, um, you know, the weekend and all the young riders got them and all the competitors got them and they had water stations throughout the entire property. Um, and, uh, I'll tell you what, it was, it was amazing because you really noticed how much, how little trash there was. You noticed that there were not half drunk water bottles all over the property. It was it was really cool, and it was, um, you know, they they received two massive pallets of water bottles um, that they get every year for there, and they only went through one quarter of it. Wow. 
Wow, that sounds amazing. I think I need to start that same initiative yeah. in my in my own barn, Max. Yeah, because I mean, what's Actually, more annoying than a half drunk anything? I think it's so well, annoying. Half, half drunk coffee, half drunk. Because then you know what? You knock it over, it spills, it's a pain in the butt. And yeah, and again, like it's better for the environment. Yep. If someone well, doesn't that, stand up for it, we're never, nobody else is. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. Max. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of fun up there again, and it's a, another very successful event. And um, so, yeah, um, talking of successful events, we had a, a big fired-up chat on Facebook last night, didn't we, Max? With we, the, well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it actually, I was saying, it. you know, this this is all about the Jockey Club and, and the town of Ocala and the riders that live there and make that their home. And it was great to see so many people be interactive about it um i've never seen nobody responds to a text that quickly and suddenly every event rider that had some interest in it was responding at the rate of not i mean i was in the truck driving home and suddenly there were 75 messages and i thought oh my god this is really mm. kind of cool yeah i think i think what the 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 upshot of it was max is that there was some sort of i don't know rumors and talking going around that the jockey club was struggling to run this year and that it was might be canceling some events and bits and pieces and i just want to reassure the listeners that um, the jockey club is going to run this year um and we are 99.9 percent sure that it is going to run its cci uh long format um as well as the CIC, um, there may be a small reduction in the prize money. There may be, you know, some the entry fee may go up a little bit. But I think that, I, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of it. But I'd just like to say I think that it's all still going to be on and going, and that people should still keep it in their calendar. Um, that it's not, it's not a foregone thing. That's sort of not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's. Pretty great. And it was nice to see for, and I think also too for Pavla Nygaard and for her to see the um, the support behind the competition because I think a lot of times riders don't forget to thank the um, owners of the property and the organizers of the competition because it's a lot of work and I think people come in and come out and for her to, they're not event people and for her to um, see how important it is to so many people I think was also uh, a big factor for her. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Well, Max, we've got um, we've got a great show coming up for everybody. Um, we're going to have a really good chat to um, Bruce Haskell, who's tell us a little bit about what's going on over there in England at the moment. Um, we're going to talk to Mackenzie Wickman, who won the Young Rider uh, One Star uh, yep. Area Five, won the gold medal and the team gold medal. We're going to have a chat to Frankie Theriot as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well, so I got to ask you, Joe, have you have you seen the selection of Charles Owen helmets that Better Britain has to offer? They're pretty impressive. So this week, everybody, this is our promo for this week. If you use the promo code MAX at checkout, you can get 10% off any and all Charles, Charles Owen helmets, but you have to do so by August 2nd. Everyone has those beautiful custom Charles Owens now, don't they, Joe? They do, they do. Yeah. And those yep. are included in my offer. So do it quickly because it only offer expires in one week. Okay. Well, there you go, everybody. So it's going to be checkout max. What do you put in the checkout? Where do you, where do you put it, Max? What do you put? Where do you put Max? At the and it says the promo code at the checkout. Okay. Promo code off. at checkout. Any Temp- and all Charles Owen helmets. Okay, that's a great deal. 
that is a pretty good deal. That is a yeah. pretty good deal. Yeah. Well, Max, speaking of bit of Britain, it's probably time that we actually listen to our sponsor's ad and uh, get on with the show. Greetings, everybody. This is Jen from Horse Radio Network, and I'm here with Cassie from Bit of Britain with the Bit of Britain product of the week. Take it away, Cassie. Well, today, Jen, we have an ingenious product to talk about called Stayon's Poultice Leg Wraps. As you may have guessed, these handy little wraps are an easy way to poultice your horse's legs for recovery and therapy. All you need to do to apply them is submerge the wrap in warm or cold water for about 15 to 20 seconds, wrap the leg and cover it with a stable bandage. There's no additional brown paper or plastic needed to corral messy poultice paste. These wraps are crafted from a quilted matrix that contains two types of activated powdered clay plus Epsom salt with a gelling agent that provides a long-lasting wet poultice. You'd be surprised at how long these wraps can remain wet. We recommend checking every 18 to 24 hours. And uh, as long as the wrap is still wet, you can simply rewrap the leg for additional poultice time if needed. The wrap design also eliminates messy poultice cleanup. There's no buildup of poultice to wash off, which makes these wraps especially handy during cold weather. Used wraps can then be composted or placed in your regular trash. Stayon's poultice wraps are also a great value. You get a pack of four for only $14. So really, there's no reason not to step away from that heavy and messy tub of poultice to these simple wraps. And you can visit bitofbritain.com for all of the weekly specials and, and offerings, and they've got videos and more. And it's Stay On Poultice Leg Wraps. See you next time, Cassie. Thanks, Jen. Joining us on the show now is freshly minted double gold medalist, Mackenzie Wickman. Mackenzie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, Mackenzie, you have just come off a huge weekend. Um, there was definitely your team of um, from uh, Area 5. It was, it, it was a little tricky starting out and didn't really know how it was going to go, but you guys all ended up on top. Yes, um, it definitely was a rough start to the weekend with one of our riders being spun at the first jog. Um, a lot of pressure was put on the rest of us to get the job done, but I'm really happy with how the weekend went. And so tell our, fill our listeners in a little bit about um, your teammates and your horse, yourself, and, and everything else, because it's, it's, um, it's a whole long journey to get to the young rider. So why don't you start off by telling our listeners about your horse and how long you've had him and your relationship with him? Um, Dastip Profile, or how I call him, Pro. I've owned him for three years now. I bought him from Lillian Hurd, um, and he had done a couple of training levels when I purchased him. And it's been really fun producing him up to levels. We did our first prelim together and then our first one-star together. So it's been a lot of fun um, doing it all together. He is such a pleasure to ride and really just enjoys the sport. Um, I've never had came out and 
him just not enjoyed his job. So he's just a lot of fun. That's awesome. And so Mackenzie, where are you from? I am from Prosper, Texas. Okay. And, and who is your um, trainer there? Rebecca Brown. Oh, very good. And um, so, and then tell us a little bit about your selection and, and did you guys have a training camp? How did you guys all make it to Texas? Well, um, I, my um, qualification from last Young Riders qualified me for this year, but I ended up going to Jockey Club in the fall and running the one star there as well. She did pretty um, well I, there too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes, he was very, very good there. Um, I'm a bit green on show jumping on the grass, so all the rails were my fault, but he had the ability to do very, very well. Um, the selection process was a bit difficult because, as you guys know, we have a lot of riders put their name in for the one star, and then as the season progresses, names start dropping out, and we only end up having four riders qualify for the um, one star but we had a really great group of writers yeah it must have been pretty good and so did you guys do a training camp or did you guys just sort of all know each other and end up at Rebecca Farm and and kicked on from there we had a training camp the week before um, Rebecca Farm where we all got together and started to get to know each other a bit more we have all seen each other at shows um, but we weren't as close as we got during training camp and will just kind of, um, tweak some Wilf, of our Will forgery. Tech- yeah. Yes. Yeah. For our listeners, yes. that's all. Yeah. Yes. And he just went over the test with us and kind of tweaked our techniques and just made sure we, um, knew what we were going into. Yeah. And so then you, you obviously, so the listeners heard you guys started off a little shaky and then, um, got going. And so you guys weren't in the gold medal position going into show jumping, were you? No, I actually had no clue, um, where we were standing until after I came out of show jumping and they announced that we had just won the gold medal for our team. Wow. That is wow. And I'm looking at the results right now, and it looks like all three of you, there was only three of you left, and you guys all finished on your dressage score, which is actually pretty remarkable because I don't think, I'm not looking, I don't think anybody else in the competition finished on their dressage score. Oh, Jesse Schwartz did an area three, but that was the only other person. So there were four total people to finish on their dressage scores in the one star, and three of them were from your team. So that is, that's really pretty cool. Yes, I had a really great team, and we all went there um, knowing what we needed to do. And last year we had a heartbreak after cross country day. Um, we all had it was just heartbreaking losing the team gold and the individual gold. So this year, Will really made it very evident that we needed to go there to do our job. And that was what he kept saying is that this is our job to represent our area and do the best we possibly could. That is great. That is so cool. And so what, what's next for you, Mackenzie? Are you home now? And do you go back to school? What, what's next for you? Well, I do online school. So, um, 
this fall we're going to have a pretty light fall season and just staying in area five. Um, he has a nice vacation starting right about now. And um, we're hoping to move up to intermediate in the fall and do our first two star this spring. And then are you going to try to come back and defend your title at the two star level? We will see. Both my trainer, Rebecca Brown, and I will sit down probably in a few months and just talk about our plan. But I would love to do that. Yeah. And how was this your first time to Rebecca Farm? No, I represented Area 5 last year at Young oh, Riders right. in the One yeah. Star. Yeah. And it's a pretty, pretty cool place, eh? It is such an amazing facility, and I'm so thankful for the Broussards to open up their facility to the young riders. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun event. I love, you know, you guys have been, you've obviously, you were there last year, and this year I was been there helping. And one thing that you guys do, which I think is so cool, is um, on the welcome day, you guys all get to know each other. You guys have that welcome party and everybody sort of sits down and introduces themselves to each other. And I think that is such a cool thing that you guys have continued to do. Yes. The friendship circle continued this year and it was really great. It's a little bit nerve wracking going over there, but once we all introduce each other, we're pretty close after that. Yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. Cause otherwise there's a lot of times you wouldn't have get to know other people from different areas would you well it's it's difficult isn't it max because you yeah you go to shows and you're focused on your horses and things and you know it costs money these days and so you don't clown around quite as much um and some of the stabling (laughs) and things can be well just saying and some of the stabling can 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 be a long way away it's not like growing up in new zealand where there was like you know just a handful of people there and you knew everybody's different you know over here it's uh, the stabling is big you, you might not even see someone all week you see someone at the end of the show and say oh i didn't even know you were here you know so right, that's kind right. of the scope of things so i think i saw that photo of those kids sitting down introducing themselves and i thought that was just absolutely fantastic way of um, of networking and getting kids to know each other because this is where it helps so much in the future in the business, you know, like people know someone from the West Coast or someone from here or someone in Texas I can stay here, I could do this. I just think that's a, a fantastic thing that they did. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And so the, the crew that was there last year carried the tradition on to this year, which is which is kind of cool to, to see that happen. So, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, in Texas, they sometimes forget about us. We're so isolated. <laughs> and to go to the East wow. Coast or the West Coast, they don't really it's know. It's just in the middle of, of nowhere, really, isn't it? You know? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's no. not. There's some, there's some great riders have come out of Texas. Yeah? Yeah, some absolutely. Cool things, cool things come out. Like Bucky's is a cool thing. Hey, Max. Yes, Bucky's. Bucky's is great. Well, I don't know Bucky's. what Bucky's. What's Bucky's? You tell Bucky's them. You tell them. Like, it's a big gas station where there's, I mean, there's great food inside of it, and there's a gift shop, and it's uh, a so great place. To it's sort of the Texas version of Wawa. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the hey, it's the Texas version of Wawa, but it's Texas size. Oh, okay. it's Texas, right? Okay, I got it. All right, it's it's it looks like it's a, it's it's wah wah the size of Walmart. Okay, with gas tanks. Cool, super cool. I love Bucky's. Yes. Sorry, that's, just, that's awesome. Yeah. 
yeah no it's pretty good but yeah no anyway but before we let you go um Mackenzie, you've been down to florida i saw you down here in the spring um getting yourself ready to go you've got plans to come back down here and what what sort of what are you thinking about two-star and intermediate for the next year um yes i definitely would come back down to florida it was a great experience um i've never been to florida before so it was really great to go down and meet new people and see new venues um he sometimes gets used to all the events in area five and then we go down to florida and it's something new so it's really great to get him new places and see new things yeah it's always good to to get exposed to a lot more there's so much happening there between the jumpers and the uh, top eventers and training sessions and all that kind of stuff that gets to go on there it's pretty cool to be able to be a part of it all yes for sure well Mackenzie, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy online school schedule um <laughs> I, I say that tongue-in-cheek but um but no thank you so much for coming on and, t- and chatting to us and um congratulations again for you guys that was just fantastic to have a personal win and fantastic that your team won um well done area five i'm sure we won't hear the end of it for a while i'm sure rebecca will be reminding me and reminding me but that is fine <laughs> yeah. um but um, but yeah and good luck for the rest of the season and hopefully we will talk to you in the near future Thank you so much. Congratulations. The Eventing Riders Association of North America is the collective voice of riders, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. Uh, joining us now is our um, our good friend from sunny old England, Mr. Bruce Haskell. Hey, Brucey, how's it going? It's warm, it's hot, it's dusty, it feels like Hawke's Bay in summer. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe you guys are having the that that crazy weather. Oh, it's brown. Everything's brown. Well, yeah, it's brown. What can I tell yeah. you? Sounds like a sounds like a uh, a Florida winter max, doesn't it? It sounds like a Virginia summer. <laughs> <laughs> so. So Bruce has come on to um, just to have a chat about things and a bit of a catch up and stuff. But Brucey, I read in the paper this morning, and I got a bit of a laugh that um, that some of the the left wing MPs are wanting to um, have a a stop work temperature, a maximum temperature of um, thirty degrees. If the workplace gets to thirty degrees, you've got to stop and go home. And um, <laughs> well, that, that would be pretty difficult. Basically, the trains can't run because it's the wrong kind of heat, and the, the tracks are melting, the roads are melting. Well, that pretty much means you wouldn't get any work done if you were still over here, Jojo. No, well, no, that's right. But I wouldn't. I didn't really get much done anyway. But no, I did. So, but no, it, I think to just to, to clarify to our listeners that thirty degrees is actually about. 85, 86 Fahrenheit, which um, is kind of the temperature. Not that hot. 
kind of the temperature that I walk out into every single morning. Um, so, yeah, no, I thought that was – I got a bit of a chuckle of that. But you are definitely – you're in a heat wave apparently, aren't you're you, Bruce? Wave. And there's a, there's a fisherman in Devon who's seen his first great white shark in the area. Well, if you were doing the correct act, it would be great white shark. But, um, yeah. <laughs> That's my best Kiwi Devon accent. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, we got cracks in the ground. The, the, you know, the organisers are trying really hard to run stuff. They're putting water. Nigel's getting into trouble for overwatering Aston with the um, local water supply and putting fish on the ground, all kinds of stuff. It's just, yeah, it's <laughs> crazy scene. Got a hose uh, pipe, man. If you people in Florida know what that is, I've no idea. A hose pipe, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. water ban. Water yeah, ban. We get those from time to time. You yeah, know, no, the, we... the stupid thing is that what they haven't banned, the things called fires. There's no fire ban here, so people are burning grass and stuffs going uh-huh. up. They That's haven't come. Very smart. Might want to not use your barbecue because they're not used to it over here. Not used to excessive heat. Yeah, well, um, so let's talk about the organisers then. I mean, that it, it makes a, a a huge problem when the ground gets that sort of rock hard doesn't it um and they've got a what is it with be don't they have like a communal uh, aggravator that goes around events how does that work Bruce? yeah it's a, a very specific process of um there's a couple of machines that they use and they're quite specific to the ground and they've got to be really um you know really specific as to when they apply them apply it too early it breaks the ground down dries it out because you're basically opening it up to the air apply it too late it doesn't work don't put the water in there. You know, they've got this down to a fine art. You know, don't forget, Joey, in New Zealand, we weren't we weren't competing when it got this hot and hard. It stops in November and it starts in in late February. We, we didn't run through summer. So the Brits have got this down to a fine art. They are trying really hard to run everything possible. Um, we just, yeah. you know, I guess you learn from your age as to whether you want to run them and what height you want to jump them and the effect that's that's going on. I spoke to Eric Winter when I was show jumping yesterday. He's a designer at Hartbury. They are specifically not watering now. They're going to water later because they know that when they once they start watering, they start watering too early, it has no effect. So, um, you know, they're trying, trying their hard. They just don't have that, that sandy loam that other countries do. It, it's clay over here mainly, um, which just is – very, very difficult to get going on, but it yeah. is what it I is. Mean, it's it is right. what it is. I mean, on on the flip side, um, the old turf in England um, can take a huge amount of rain and still actually be okay to run on. Um, Compared to other places, I know you're probably racking, you're thinking, what am I, you're talking about here, Joe, but um, it, it can take a, a, a huge, huge amount of rain, but it does dry out very, very quickly um, because it's sort of just that bit older. Um, but yeah, so um, we've just had Arkin this last weekend, and um, I was glued to the uh, to the Clip My Horse um, live stream, which I thought was fantastic. Um, my wife woke me up at four o'clock in the morning to to watch it, but it was it was brilliant. So, what does everyone think about that? It was good. I mean, like obviously, New Zealanders pretty much walked away with that, um, which me and Bruce are pretty happy about. Um, and um, it's looking and it's looking good for sort of our weak chances. But um, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I only saw it on the on the live stream. And I don't really know what. Do you know much about the course, Bruce? How tough really was it? 
the stat, looking at the stat, it's, it's pretty tough. Arkans is, is an intense track. Everyone that comes back from this is it just, it's a small, I've not been there. It's a small place with a lot of fences and a lot of atmosphere. And if you look down the score sheet, it took a few decent scalps. So it wasn't a walk in the park. The time was difficult to achieve. Birdo, who Echo Ratings put as, as the fastest man in the world in eventing right now, pulls another scorcher and drops in on a 26.7 on his dressage score. It's pretty, pretty impressive riding. It's, the I was talking to a guy about golf. Golf and eventing really similar. That cream comes to the top. And you look at the leaderboard, you've got Julia, you've got Berto, you've got Price, you've got Hoy, you've got Clark Johnson. It's the big names have done exceedingly well even in a what, what you classify as a championship competition. Yeah. No, it was good. And um so it's looking good. I mean like it's looking good for New Zealand, um Germany did had some good good runs, didn't they? I mean, unfortunately, and Greg Klimkas had a had a silly run out. But uh, um, Julia, I can't even pronounce your last name. Does anyone know how to do that? I think it's Krajewski. Krajewski, thank you, Max. Um, she went like fantastically well, but like only just won it by a, a sniff, really. Um, yeah. And I think it was actually more good luck than good management. I mean. Um, she only got in there. It was like, like, was it a second or less than a second? Um, and considering she had those um, time fault, time penalties in hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. It was a good competition. Please it's see. Always, to- it's pretty beefy. I mean, I feel like it's like a CIC four star if they could cab one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's a little it's, bit controversial to throw that in there, Max. <laughs> sorry, 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 but you know what I mean. Like in this for this year to have a CIC, I mean it's it's harder than I be, I feel like Aachen sort of one is one of the toughest CICs in the in the world. Yeah, absolutely. You've got that that new element coming through with you know uh, ERM and Aachen kind of the championships are coming up there. That it's it, it, every time you go out in that field of competition in that class, the pressure is on, whether it's whether it's sort of a smaller field or a, or a lower level. If you put that group of intense athletes in one place, the sport looks good. Yeah. What doesn't what we were talking about earlier, which doesn't look good, is that scoring system needs to be sorted out because you know you you're trying to engage we're sitting in here looking at the results. We've got a brand new audience out there that we're supposed to be attracting with the Olympics and the and why can they not sort out the scoring system to make it look presentable? On it's not an FEI problem; it's the down to the individual organisers. Makes yeah. it more difficult. Just- yeah, no, it was. Yeah, we were just all looking at the results, listeners, and we couldn't figure out because they kept scoring everything as you would a show jumping round for each phase. So even though it was someone had jumped a clear round with the fastest time, they technically became in the lead, but that's not how it went. So it was really quite confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and then it took us ten minutes to find a place where we could almost make sense of it. So you know, we've had some light, light year movements in the sport in the last three or four years. Everything's starting to look a lot more modern. It's been presented well. The graphics are great. The stats are great. But if you want to genuinely do what the Olympics are saying about engaging a, a newer audience and being more understandable, you've got to get your basics right. I mean, that's, that's not a criticism of Ark, and that's just. Simple. I want to see who won. I want to see how much they won by, and I want to understand that process. Well, right. speaking speaking of scoring, then I mean, is it a lot more easier to understand now that the coefficient has been dropped? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still think, you know, my personal view is I still think until you flip it over and go on a reserve percentage, you're not going to, you're not going to get that. That was my next question, Bruce. And how, that was my next question. And how, how exactly would that work? Well, you'd, take away from 100 or you'd add to 100, Joe. It'd be, you know, it's just a simple start down with who's, who's closest to zero or who's closest to 100. What, and that's when I think you got to, that's when the FBI maybe should be going out there and going, you know, into the streets of Lucerne or New York and going, guys, which do you, you know, general public, it's a difficult sport to understand, which is simpler, go for it. Um, you know, again, presentation, why, what for for a rail? It would make it bloody obvious that, Four is a rail. Bang. Adds up. Adds up. Every time they hit a rail, big four flashes on the screen. Just stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's about at the moment. If you look at look at how diverse the world's sport is right now, you flick on – nothing's on TV. It's all on the internet. You go on NASCAR. You go baseball. You go – you know, the, the audience is changing. We want to try and – I probably bang on us about this too much. But we want to try and get into it. We shouldn't be trying to catch up. We should be actually trying to – innovate better so I'm, I'm pleased with what what the two main players are doing erm and arkin babington burley kentucky the moulin they've all got catch-ups they've all got they've all got work to do. all right well you say that about the erm and um you know i haven't actually watched any this year very well, i hardly watched any of them um but tell us how that is going with the innovations that they've made bruce uh, well, I'm not part of it anymore. I, I finished up last year, did the socials yep. for another year, and then I'm back onto kind of what I need to do. And yep. the, the group's going, growing well. The product looks on TV looks fantastic. Um, and you know, you've got people in there. I think the key ERM is going very well, and and there are other events in the world that would do it. Is you've got relevant horse people who are all like Martin, who runs um, Bergam, and you've got Hannah Vales there, who's heavily involved. Yeah, Williams operation has just come out of racing and you've got tappers and you've got, you know, Chris Stone who's, you know, runs horses. You've got a very passionate bunch of people trying to push the sport forward and that's the only way to, to push it, you know, but then maybe you've got those old, older groups like Badminton and Burley who's, you know, a little bit set in their ways and they need a shake up. Um, it's, it's just about taking our sport and making it look, a hell of a lot better. So the answer is yes, ERM looks like it's going great. They're attracting advertisers, which means there's money coming in, which means there's longevity. It's all starting to look like it's going in the right direction. And, and um, you know, no one, it's the single biggest product that eventing has produced by eventers, for eventers, and it's getting the support. So I'm fingers crossed as an, now an outsider that it's got the momentum to keep going. Yeah. No, well, exactly. That was that was what I was going to say. I mean, like it's got to start to wash its face at some stage, and let's hope that it can actually keep on going. You know, when you got major players like SAP, what are they third year in now? That's that's a huge group. You know, they're they're NHL hockey in, in American terms. They're also into baseball. They're into what they're trying to prove. That behind Arkin is they're trying to prove that that pot like anything like horse sport that needs instant results transferred to a market in a usable way is as, a, as relevant as a puck feed in the hockey. You know, so if they're in it, it's a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all kind of positive for everything. We're not up there with GCT, but look how long GCT took to get going. Yeah, that's true. And now it's like a, 
it's just running itself, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which segues into beautifully. Where are, where was I yesterday, Joe? Can I can I say? Am I allowed to little let my little tell? <laughs> yes, Bruce. I was show jumping with the royalty of it, which was uh, <laughs> Ariana Rockefeller and um, Lauren Crowd. I was show jumping well, with the big you, name. Eh? But but I want you I want you to tell the story like you told us, Brucey. Yeah. That, yeah. That, okay. So it was at a crappy venue near. Well, not crappy. That's not fair. A kind of low key venue, and they were there schooling a young horse. So it wasn't as good as it sounds, but in my mind, I was up there with the with the top level show jumpers, Joe. Awesome. Awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. A lot of those, a lot of those big time show jumpers, they go over to England, don't they? So. Um... Yeah, my Graffenstolz baby popped around and had a good little day. But that's the problem. Right now, a lot of people, there's a lot of eventers show jumping because no one wants to run their horses on the hard. Yeah. That's the same as you guys get. Yeah. Although this year, for some reason, all up and down the East Coast, we've had an obscene amount of rain. Which is, which is good because we usually it's usually dry, dry, dry until September when it decides to chuck rain down and flood everything. Yeah, and Some that's when a storm yeah. comes by and drops it down. Yeah, yeah. So it's good for the wig course, that's for sure. Yeah, well, how is the wig course looking, Max? It's good. It's getting there. They got all yeah. the grass down. Yep, the hill's done. The grass is down there. Yeah. Tell me about the famous hill, because we're hearing a lot that the hill got washed away, or is this sort of no? No, the hill didn't get washed away. Part of there was an access road um, that we could use last year. We used for the golf carts to get or at the test event where you would drive down. That, that was the way we drove the golf carts to the start box. And that's what got washed away. That sort of sort of fell down the hill. They had some really bad rains in. Oh, I think it was June. Um, and they that sort of washed down into the warm up area. But it's they that's all done. It's all cleaned up. It was there 10 days ago. I reckon it was. Now and um, the hill's good. Now the grass is down on the hill, um, and it's they've done it. So there's a bit of a pull, and then it flattens out again. A bit of a pull, it flattens out again, and then you sort of, sort of slow, slowly go back down into the main, what will be the main arena. Um, so and actually, it looks pretty good. It's, the ground is great. It's actually kind of cool now that they have all the, the footing is all done. Probably when everybody was there at the test event, it was um, the. Uh, grass was still getting put down for the driving and so that's all now in and, and established and so that actually looks all that's really cool looking with all that and um all the gallop lanes are out and protected and sort of you know there's an access road that goes around the entire cross country for emergency vehicles and stuff like that so that's all really way, laid out it looks good it looks really good so we could be looking at the best wig ever really could we this is a, this is a custom made it is pretty custom made yeah i mean i don't know i mean but this is going to be cool too because there's not been you know it's not that many world championships that kentucky was the only other one where you have all the disciplines in the same area you know that there's not many that can do that you don't have to ship off grounds anywhere to do any of the disciplines so that's actually going to be very cool oh that reminds me of my working pupil days of the hague when we had to ship about 20 kilometers off to cross country that was yeah Please let that never happen again. Actually, to be fair, that's going to happen again in Tokyo, isn't it? The cross country is nowhere near the other. Yeah, venue. yeah, and that's what they did that in Hong Kong as well, where you just sort of shipped a you know about half an hour away, which 
you know, logistically it's a bit tough, but it, you know, it does work. Yeah, no, no, it can work. I mean, getting back to, to Arkin and Tryon, I think that um, the, the Arkin stadium itself is really quite unbelievable and um but and i don't know what tryon's going to build but it's going to be it's going to be a big stadium and and it's going to be it's not the small stadium the george morris as we know no. it. um it's going to be a, a much better stadium but uh one thing i will say is that the stabling um for horses and the horse facilities will be probably head and shoulders yeah. better than any wig that I've ever seen, and I've been to and seen quite a few. Um, the the stabling, actually, the facilities that are there right now um, are really quite amazing, aren't they, Max? Yeah, they really are. They're fantastic. It's really is a good. It's a great spot, and you know, I, I got to give Mark Felissima a lot of credit because he only just took this on two years ago. Um, is when he said, "Sure, yeah, I'll do it." And and there's a lot that has to get done in those two years. Plus, he's still trying to run. You know, the competitions, Aachen runs but once a year, and he's got competitions going on throughout the summer. And, um, you know, the winners are, are very quiet there, but he still is doing jumping shows and horse trials and dressage shows and stuff. So they're trying to work around the clock, trying to keep that going and then trying to build this whole WEG thing. So yeah. they've, um, it's pretty remarkable well, what just- they've got done. I mean, just one interesting stat, Bruce, is they were burning – $100,000 worth of diesel a week in the earth moving. Good Lord. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and our diesel is a quarter of the price of yours, um, or half price, I think it is. So um, th- that goes to show there's just these massive, those massive, massive trucks out there just working like all hours, you know. And sort of when they say moving mountains, it's moving mountains all right. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, that, that sort of, you know, blends into where, you know, it was a suggestion, I think it came from Jackie Green a, years, a couple of years ago, especially after um, the uh, French episode, um, where, you know, we've got these amazing permanent equestrian venues like Ark and are now trying being built. And, and Kentucky the, Horse Park as well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. What's the need to kind of go shipping the World Equestrian Games off into some random remote area that, that you know, it does, this place, this thing does not make money unless you've got a proper facility. What's the problem with, with moving it between the major venues that are that are there? I don't quite get FEI rationale of going off and sort of it doesn't. There's no legacy. There's no well, well once it's built, I mean, but it costs a bloody fortune to get it built, so you might as yeah, well so, so use it. Don't celebrate just it up. exactly. Celebrate it more than once. Yeah. We're, yeah going to take it down to Southern Hemisphere, there's no need for it. There's the quarantine problems. You're never going to take it to Asia for the same reasons. So it's either going to be in Northern America or it's going to be in Europe. So we've got permanent venues that can cope. Yeah, Yeah. well, now that now that it's a world equestrian game, I mean, like, yes, it did go, um, the World Eventing Championships did go to Australia uh, way back when we were small. Um, Bruce um, went to Gawler, if you remember, in 86. Yeah, I know 86, people. I know people that competed there. Yeah, don't say that, Max. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> but so do I, actually. Um, but yeah, I but was that talking was about my other half. Not not, oh, right. oh, not Mark Todd falling off in the water and getting back on his horse. Yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. that, that was a horse. Scotty fell off and got back on too. <laughs> Scotty fell off and got back on. 
Yeah, and he finished. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, those were the days. Those were the days, yeah. man. But speaking of falling off and getting back on, Joe, you got a famous racehorse that's doing quite well at the moment. The Marmaduke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Goodness me. Marmaduke Goodness. carries on. I des de jour. Is called. Is it a uh, horse? I don't know. I think it's Dears. I think it's it's like the, the, the Kiwi name Dears <laughs> of the day. You know, I think that's what it's about. Dears of the but day. anyway, I don't know if the listeners have seen it or not, but it, it went around Facebook and it's gone pretty viral. But, but this is a this is one of it's a racehorse that my dad has um, shares in in New Zealand and um, it fell at the first fence. Uh, in a maiden steeplechase and um, fell down, jockey fell off, and as the horse jumped back up, the jockey managed to um, um, to jump to, to actually get back on him. And there's been a bit, of, and he got back on um, and started, and it took, I think, two jumps before he got his irons back, and he got his irons back, and he got up and, and he won the race. Um, and it really was quite amazing. And there was, I just want to point out, there was a few, there was a few naysayers on Facebook saying, oh, how could he carry on after that horse had fallen and all the rest of it? And I want to point out, dad told me, he turned to the clerk of the course. Yep. Very old. Who was, who was, who was the clerk of the course in New Zealand, clerk of course is mounted. Okay, and they are sort of going around, you know, not exactly with them, but they're there or thereabouts, leading them, ponying them down to the start and leading them in and that sort of thing. He turned to the clerk of the course and said, am I okay? And the clerk of the course looked at his horse and said, you're fine to go. So that just want to say that to those people. But, yeah, it's just an absolutely amazing, amazing effort. Um, And, um, of you know, and just – climb back on and get going and that's what you are allowed to do in racing down there i don't know about the rules anywhere else but um yeah no it was pretty amazing yeah that was good effort fair effort yeah well no they were um they were very lucky to get that jockey um because he um his his regular trainer didn't have a horse in the race and so they managed to they managed to get yeah so Hopefully now he will um, he'll be able to like you might ride him a bit more often or the, I don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah try and stay on him and he would help yeah, st- yeah. stay on him a bit more often yeah <laughs> hopefully he won't fall at the first fence but yeah no it was pretty good so um, but yeah Brucey what else what else is going on there over in the uh, UK what what events are you getting ready for now. Falling, they've introduced a quite. They've, they've brought their rules into line over here with um, with the FBI, and then taken it one step further, which didn't go down well. But it has a massive safety element um, of which if is. fall in any phase, you are eliminated on that horse. Um, which sounds a bit draconian until you kind of go, well, we have a lot of volunteers at this place. Not all of them are doctors. Not all of them are medically trained. And sort of, you put a lot of responsibility on a fence judge who's there for a jolly good time out and wants to see a thousand horses go over a, a square box, and you're suddenly telling them, giving them the responsibility to judge whether someone's had a head injury or not. So um, that didn't go down well, but it's sort of now being accepted. You know, the basic principle. But is it is it not the respo- Is it not the responsibility of the person? 
to is it not at their own risk can they decide Bruce? well i think i think you'd be fair that's that's not something that you should yeah if you're stupid enough to get back on or aggressive enough or want to get back on without seeing the doctor it's it's you're just putting a lot of responsibility on volunteers so um that's yeah, pretty much in line with the FBI rule on cross country, but they've just sensibly extended it out to dressage and show jumping. Uh, sat through a meeting the other day, which was quite interesting, that there's about to be a paper coming out soon about um, head injuries, and the there's a European, three or four European universities that have been investigating, uh, along with skiing and cycling, equestrian, and one other kind of minor sport where. Uh, head injury occurs and we wear lightweight helmets they're going to look at the helmet design or they have been looking at their helmet design for a long time so you know stuff like that is 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 good to know that, that there are other people in other sports and concerned about what safety you know you and i go skiing I mean, you you took a little longer but probably got less to lose um to wear a helmet <laughs> um and, and we all thought it at the beginning right and then you have your first big smack we used to just wear a woolly hat when you had hair and it's um, <laughs> oh god <laughs> it takes a while to change your change your attitude to safety equipment doesn't well, it? i tell you what when i was learning to, when i was learning to snowboard when you were teaching me to snowboard brucey <laughs> um if i hadn't had my helmet i think i would have gone off the uh, i would have gone off the slopes in a stretcher in a helicopter because i landed i caught the back edge i oh, sorry caught the front edge um listeners and um oh. And it, I just landed whacked smack on my head, like, you know, like on, on hard ice. And I, I just lay there and went, <laughs> and Bruce went, are you okay? I went, uh, I just, I, I couldn't even move. I was like, but so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, you, so you think, the, you think about the helmet design that they've got in skiing, which comes down a little bit further and protects a little bit. And you look at what we've got, which sits very high and doesn't. So you know, it's while it might not be the most fashionable thing in the world to wear a more developed helmet, we should really be looking in terms of what offers us the best protection. Whether we choose to buy that or not is up to. So, Bruce, um, Ed Holloway was mentioning on the commentary at Arkin some new helmet that uh, is collapsible. Do you know anything about this? No, I'm afraid I, ge- I genuinely don't. But, you know, like the whole point is we do need to be looking at new new methods and new ways. I know that Dynesi had one that they were, which was an impact based on the D3O tech, uh, and that's straight out of motorcycling, so it may have an application. I think everyone's a little bit nervous at the moment. We're all very, very grateful that Jonty has uh, regained consciousness and is heading in the right direction. But I th- yeah. think, you know, we ought to be considering the two main issues of rider safety as individuals, what's the best helmet we can wear and what's the best body protection we can wear? Um, they're not going to legislate to send us in that direction, but it should be free choice. If you want to wear nothing, you wear nothing. You're, so I don't know what Ed's what Ed is pushing, but anything that's an innovation is worth looking at. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Brucey, we're going to have to wrap it up now, right now, and uh, thank you so much for coming on the show again and um, filling us in with what's been going on over there. And uh, it's uh, we, great to yeah. catch up with you guys. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah, well, Bruce, we're going to we're going to get you back on the show uh, sooner rather than later because there's been some new FER rule changes, and um, once you've digested them, I'd love to go through them with you. Speaking of digestion, how's my um, Joe Myers patented sausage turning going on YouTube? Is it working for you? Uh, it's you're pretty good. Yeah, you actually yeah. you're actually probably better than me at it because I'm I was like I looked at it and went, Bruce is pretty good at that. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go and practice. <laughs> And joining us now is the big winner of the CCI three-star at Rebecca Farm. Welcome back to the show, Frankie Terriot-Stutes. Hi, guys. It's good to be back. So, Frankie, you actually had quite a weekend this weekend. I mean, not only were you doing all (laughs) the production stuff for um, Rebecca Farm and doing all the recaps and daily things and interviews and stuff like that, but you also had your... Buddy chat went out there and uh, kicking ass in the CCI three star. Yeah, um, I had chat, and then uh, actually my whole family came out, and uh, my best friend Kelly Prather, um, who I grew up with at home, and so it was a full house. We all stayed in a big motorhome, and it was just so much fun for sure. Oh, that's fun! Yeah, because yeah, Kelly was not coming out to ride, but she came out on a bit of a busman's holiday, didn't she? Yeah, she, you know, she and I grew up um, just three miles away from each other at home. I don't think a lot of people know that. Um, wow. But her her parents actually still live just right down the hill from me. So uh, she flew home when I had my second son, Kingsley, to be there for his birth. And uh, she hadn't been home and, you know, since then, which he's eight months old now. So uh, I got to see her at Kentucky this year, but she hadn't seen the boys in, in a really long time. And so... You know, she said, I said, I really wish you could come to Montana. And she said, well, I can. And <laughs> she came for the whole week. So That's it was awesome. so fun to just get to be with her and have her there from Saturday on and get to spend a little time with her before my family arrived. And then uh, she got to spend a lot of quality time with the boys. And, and um, you know, they were really happy to see Auntie Kel. And it doesn't hurt that she's, you know, one of the a top four star rider and helped me walk my course. And yeah very handy for me too because i said oh kelly you're here great you want to stand out there and, and yeah and teach steeplechase for two hours she's like yeah sure i was like excellent so yeah she was very yeah helpful i was really laughing wonderful this morning to do now she said how do you get a friend like that i said you can't take her she's, she's on mine <laughs> she's taken <laughs> that's awesome yeah. So it was a a great weekend and it was a great weekend for all of you guys because like didn't like didn't they win everything, Max? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you won from start to finish. Yeah. And with nothing in between. I mean you you probably had I mean the yeah, you had such a great um you had a great dressage, you had a, a storm in cross country and a super show jumping round and um just sort of walked away with the win, didn't you? Yeah, I mean he was he's such an incredible horse and it was just fun to kind of have everything, um, come together over that weekend at a venue that, I mean, you know, it's, it's unbelievable that place. Every time I go, I, I can't imagine how it could get better and somehow it does, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even we were were talking about that, weren't we on the driver? Like every year and it's a little bit better and you think, Oh, they can't possibly make it better. And then finally they, and suddenly they do. I mean, it's pretty impressive. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, the way they treat their competitors and um, is 
like nothing else you'll experience. And, uh, you know, then getting to work there is really, it's such a treat. It's like an honor to get to work at Rebecca Farm. Isn't it true? It's uh, uh, Yeah. I I mean, I really feel that way. You know, I was, I was honestly a little worried to approach Sarah about riding there because I've, I haven't ridden there since 2013 because I love my getting to work that gig so much. I haven't wanted to risk losing it. So I kind of approached (laughs) her and said, Hey, like, I really don't want to lose my job for next year, but is there any way I can have my horse and I promise to get my stuff done. And they're so gracious and nice to let me kind of double dip because it really is. I think like any official and, and me doing on camera there. And I'm sure you feel the same Max working there. I mean, you feel like honored to get to be invited to work there. So yeah, it's there's a, a lot gig of I definitely don't want to want to yeah. lose. No, there's definitely a lot of pride of being a part of that team. And, um, they take such good care of the officials and the crew that work there and every, and it really is a team effort. Like nobody's job is more important than the next person's. And it's, yeah, um, it truly is a, it's a great, I mean, the Broussards are just, they're amazing people. They're just incredible. So it's really, it's is unreal. A, I mean, you even like you show up as a competitor and like you, you don't have one bag of shavings in your stall. There are two bags. Free ice. Free ice. Yeah, people come in, they're like, okay, oh, I buy a bag of ice. Like, I can, yeah, I can uh, the next thing, Max, the next thing you're going to tell me is they've got running water. Well, not for I the mean, camping. Yeah. Not for the camping. <laughs> but they do have water. Every um, I mean, run, running water and hoses. You know, not unlike some other hoses. events we go to. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not using buckets to sponge off your horse. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. That's all I ask for. <laughs> There's not much in the world. I just want a hose to bathe my horse. <laughs> right. Apparently, Fairhill yeah. is putting in wash racks this year. That is the that is the rumor. Well, so you can carry your bucket pretty. to the wash rack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Oh. Uh, they they're trying. That, they I think trying is the operative word there, Max. <laughs> Hopefully it's not so muddy that we can actually get to the wash rack. Exactly. Because yeah. oh. there's been those yeah. years, too, where we've literally sounds, dumped our manure out the side like, so we can walk well, to the it, next place. <laughs> it sounds to me like I, maybe but, a, a large Californian contingent coming to the jockey club. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is the rumor. That is the rumor. Yep. Rumor. But I think... Um, I think the the people that want to go to Kentucky next year, I believe, are heading to uh, to Fairhill. Yeah, fair, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So Frankie, tell us about Chatwin. How are you getting on with him? I mean, like he's been at three star for a while now. He went really well at Bromont last year and stuff. And like, I know you like had a baby in between and things and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Bromont was actually did- his first three star, so. Uh, he's only 10 this year, actually. Um, and you know, we did Bromont and then this one was his second CCI. So I mean, I don't know. I think he's after Bromont, I felt like this weekend wasn't as, you know, that difficult for him cross country wise because Bromont really is such a grueling track in my opinion, um, by comparison, but you know, he's a, such a talented guy and, um, has a great sense of humor on a daily basis. He was real keen to get back out in his field yesterday afternoon with his buddies and chase the pony around and make sure he knew he was still in charge of him until my old advanced horse quickly reminded him that he's not as great as him yet. So 
um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all fun and games and, um, it just, I, I was kind of smiling to myself on the weekend because I got done with show jumping and I get chatting back to the barn and my son had been asking to ride him all week. And obviously he couldn't once he got there, it had already been the jog. So he couldn't be, you know, riding him around the barn. But, uh, the second the show jumping was over, he could, and he got to get on his buddy and, uh, you know, he's such a big part of my family that he was just as happy to have his kid riding him around the barn for a second as he was, to, um, you know, to do a show jump round. So it's fun to have him in our family and did you, it's uh, fun to watch him change over the years with the kids too. Did, did you give him extra pastries? He did. He had a couple a couple croissants and I, I had to laugh because I bought him a donut yesterday at the gas station and I thought to myself, God, this is like probably like so not what you're supposed to do as a good horse person on so many levels. Like here's this horse driving across the country and like, you know, in my rig and here I'm getting a donut at the gas station. Like He's loving it. Probably not really the greatest thing for his system, but he was, a, he liked it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Frankie, tell our listeners, because they probably don't know, because you have a new endeavor you've taken on, which is your your bags. So tell our listeners a bit about your, your bags that you make. Yeah, so I figured I had a lot of free time and, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, all I, exactly. not really, but when I had... <laughs> When I had my first son, Drake, I have two boys now. And when I had the first one, I could not find a diaper bag that I liked that wasn't just hideously ugly. And um, so I decided to make one. And I started, long story short, I started this handbag line with washable liners. So the inside of every bag in my collection zips out and you can put it in the washing machine. And then because of the reason I started, Frankie Cameron we have diaper bag liners that you can put in some of the bags and they can come out when you're done with baby and you can get a regular purse liner and use the bag um, for many years to come. And so I'm the doing liners are such now. a good idea because us horse people, we always have like chapstick and a bunch of, other Oh, it's disgusting. That all just like, you know, <laughs> so do you ever do that? Like, you know, sometimes like I sometimes I find like a double M snap in my purse. I'm going, what the hell do I have this in there for? Or like you find needles in your bag from giving <laughs> Adequan Legend yeah. and you're like, well, this is, doesn't look sketchy at all. I'm sure. No. <laughs> exactly. Chatwin um, donuts. I was laughing because, yeah, I got Chatwin's donuts and, you know, Drake and Chatwin's donuts and needles in my pocket. Um, <laughs> no, but I think. Uh, you know, I just found a need for, it and it's been really fun because the equestrian community has kind of backed backed me in it, and a lot of people have bought the bags, and it's just a fun side project, um, kind of to be creative and and have some fun doing it. Um, but it's interesting because my other company, Athletics, obviously does equestrian sports marketing for equine athletes, and uh, you know, when I first took it on, I think I thought you know, is this too much or what's going to happen taking all this on? And I think, you know, some people close to me thought that too, but it's been really interesting because Max and I talked a little bit about it on the weekend, but I am learning such fascinating things from Frankie Cameron and that way of more mainstream marketing a, a fashion product that I've been able to really apply back to athletics, which has been super neat. Um, 
Like for example, in these, these fashion brands with Frankie Cameron, we do a lot of giveaways and partnerships with different brands. So, you know, there'll be other, other companies that maybe have similar following to Frankie Cameron and we'll do giveaways on social media together, just a 48 hour thing and grow both of our following. And I've kind of brought that knowledge that I've been gaining through Frankie Cameron back to athletics and applied it on an equestrian level with equine brands. Um, and the response has been pretty overwhelmingly great from all these equine companies doing this and it's helping everyone. So it's been interesting. I'm, I'm really loving doing them both and applying kind of what I'm learning with, uh, Frankie Cameron kind of in a, in a new fresh way with athletics. So, um, you know, I like trying new things and just, you know, learning as I go. And, and I think it's been really fun to kind of see it develop our website launched a year ago in September. So it's still a company really in its infancy, but it's been really fun so far. Is there anything else you don't do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't do a lot. My husband <laughs> would, would say. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you'd have a, cool. a long that list for you. Cool. Yikes, that's a lot. That's pretty that's pretty exciting, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, I mean it's just I think it's fun to try new things and, and learn along the way. You know, with Frankie Cameron I even learned, you know, how, what's the best way to ship things and stuff like that that I didn't know before. So yeah. my approach is always kind of like, well, um, you know, find out what it's gonna cost you if it fails and if it's not going to be a deal breaker for you or a life breaker then give it a try and if nothing else you'll learn some fun things along the way yeah and um so what's next for for chatwin what is he what's he gonna what's what's next for him uh chat's in my field in my house and he's gonna get an ego check from my old advanced horse for a couple <laughs> weeks um, yeah he's really good at doing that so uh for crack my old advanced horse is 17 three hands and he's quite a large man so uh Chatwin kind of trots out there like he's all that and Frick looks at him like you're just you're an idiot just why don't you settle down and get in line um so it's good for him to be out there he's real sweet with him but he's also you know knows kind of how to check his ego um and then after he has a few weeks off we'll kind of um, reevaluate I'm I'm debating kind of in the back of my head, um, maybe swinging the ACs cause he wouldn't really have to do any fitness and he's going to come back into work around then anyways. Uh, and if I don't do that, then we'll kind of put a plan in place to do, you know, one or two horse trials. And then I think we're going to take him to Fairhill. Excellent. Fairhill is so epic. Going to go trudge, going to go trudge the Met mod a little bit. I think I'm, I just got it. I'm well, trying. You know, like, last year it wasn't bad, but it was, um, you know, it's the cross country course is amazing. There. It really is. It's so <laughs> yeah. amazing. It is ridiculous. Yeah. It is really. Yeah. Really I mean, awesome. I'm, I'm trying pretty hard to find reasons, you know, not to have to be brave enough to do a four star. So I think if I, <laughs> if I go there, <laughs> if I go there and it goes, okay, then I think I might have to get my acting gear, but you know, I'll give her a go first. And, exactly. Uh, Ooh, that's good. Meg, Meg Kep and I are joking. She was texting me on Sunday and she said, well, I'm going to do your job at Kentucky if you go. And I said, I'm not going to Kentucky. I'm not brave. 
And she said, I'm going to enter you. <laughs> I said, you're not going to enter me. You can't enter someone else. That's not fair. She said, yes, you can. And I'll do it. And she probably would. But it's a scary thing. And she said, if you, if you're not nice to me, I'm going to enter you at badminton. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> not fun. Oh, and you're out of your mind. Yeah. So. That is crazy. Mm. Oh, I don't but know. No, it was a really fun week. Like it was great to have all the East coast people come out to Rebecca too. I think it was, um, really fun to have them there. And, um, it's just so fun to get to like spend that week with other people and, um, some really, yeah, it was great a really good mix out, this year. So I thought a lot of so people fun. made a great effort to come out, not just the young riders, but, um, me too. Yeah. 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 It was pretty great. It was it's really a, fun to it have is a great, everyone. um, yeah, it really is good weekend. And the weather was perfect. You might have to, you might have to get your act together, Joe, and get there next year. Yeah. Crazy. Well, look, I've always, I've always made excuses because <laughs> it was so far away. I've been there once. Don't worry, I've been there. Uh, I've made excuses because it's so far away. But like yeah. I said to Max, there's been some rumblings in my camp over over uh, Rebecca Farm, and um, it could be a possibility. I've just got to figure out yeah. the logistics of, of children and horses and, and all of well, that I sort of it. stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's long travels and it's not, re- it's, it's not, it's not exactly a direct flight either. You know, for us, you sort of no, got to go no, across and up. It's, there's no direct flight unless you live yeah. in Yeah, there's no easy way from anyone. City, you know, I think it's, or Seattle, it's there's funny no direct flight. Yeah, it's funny because what a lot of people think, you know, like a lot of the East Coasters out there at first, they're like, well, how far is it for you guys? I think Bobby Meyerhoff was like, what do you have, like eight, eight or nine? I'm like, 24 for me. It's not, it's not right around the corner. Right. <laughs> so it's definitely not a not a quick quick trip, but very worth going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that, you're right. We don't get it. We don't get it. It's 24, 26 for me to get to Bromont, you know. So, um, yeah, and sure. and I think that that's a very long way. Uh, last time yeah. we went to Rebecca, it took something mental like 60 hours, but that's because we had seven broken tires and all sorts of stuff went on. Oh but I'm, I'm sure now with modern technology and a, and, and a you rig. Can do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, it's, <laughs> it's doable. And I like I said to Max In before. I love the drive, you know. Drive is like, beautiful. It's like driving through New Zealand, except it takes forty hours. In New Zealand, it only <laughs> takes eight. If you drive from the right. top of the North Island to the south, you'll see all the same stuff. But, <laughs> exactly. but, it's, but it's just condensed into like a little wee thing. Whereas, you, I think of it like this: I get time to appreciate it when I'm driving along, and I see a mountain yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, on, no, that's just No, hopefully, 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 because it's a great event and uh, I'd love to go. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Frankie, we're going to let you go back to your, your wild world of, of whatever it is, <laughs> everything that you do and don't do, um, and uh, get back to it. But thank you for taking time out of your busy, busy day to catch up with us. And, um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the East Coast. And then we're going to look yeah, forward to seeing pleasure, you. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. In Kentucky. Max, I love talking to Frankie. She's so funny. Yeah, she's pretty yeah. great. I mean, she really, I mean, she has it on such a good balancing act. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Nothing stops her. If she can't get yeah. some, she was just saying she was Ubering from the grocery store to home because she had to drop a car off. 
and she's yeah. juggling like these kids and the groceries and the businesses and all that and, sort of stuff. Yeah, and she just got home from she's been gone for ten days because she's been at Rebecca with family yeah. and friends and 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 so it's um yeah no no rest for the wicked. Now Max, talking a bit of Britain, our sponsor again. I saw the bridles lately. And yeah. I was on Brit of Britain the other day, and I reckon they've got about 30 models to choose from. they got from. a lot of bridles. they got a lot of bridles. Um, and they've always been amazing quality, amazing yeah. quality. Um, but this week, Max, Bit of Britain have said to Joe, to me, that I can give 15% discount of any non-Friday bridle by using promo code Joe. Um, so if you use a promo code joe at checkout um you'll get 15 percent off and not only that max you know what else mr nunn said to me what did he say to you i can do th- free shipping yeah so you'll get free shipping till the 2nd of august you got to buy this by the 2nd of august free shipping 15 percent off promo code joe what do you reckon max well i don't really think that's that fair i don't think it's fair so i'm gonna do the same so if you type my name in on the subject line, you're going to get your Charles' own order and get free shipping as well. So there. Okay. Well, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. It is pretty awesome. All right, listeners. So there you go. 15% off bridles, promo code Joe. And what's your promo, Max? 10% off of any and all Charles' own helmets, even the custom ones, and free wow. shipping. Until August 2nd. Well, they get expensive with all that bling on them, don't they? Heck, they yeah? do. Yeah, 10% off is pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Plus, you got to keep you got to keep getting new helmets if you fall off because you got to have a new helmet. That's really yeah. important. S- smack yeah. on the head, get a new helmet. Yeah. You're worth it. Exactly. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah, your, your head is worth it. Well, Max, it's got to that time of the day that probably we should start to wrap up the show. Yes, I think Caroline Mark. And Nemkin will be having nice long tot sets on this one. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Eventing Riders Association of North America podcast. You can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. Do check it out because there's lots of levels of sponsorship and everything else or sponsorship of membership and everything else. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's cool. The insurance is great. Um, You can find the links to today's guests and topics. Yes. We're going to chat about that next time, Max, aren't yeah. we? We're going to, yeah. yeah, we are, we are going to chat about that because yeah. we need to remind the listeners that's coming up sort of subscription time, end of the year. We're going to talk about the insurance and the membership because there's so many levels. So, Max, sorry to interrupt you. No you worries. On. Yeah, no worries. You can find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. You can follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search The Eventing Radio Show and on Twitter at Eventing Radio. Listen to the Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe by iTunes. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Don't forget to use promo code Max and Joe for bridles and helmets um, until August 2nd, 2018. Free shipping. Um, so, And this is Max, and you can find me on Facebook Max Perkin Horse You can find me on Twitter at MMC338. You can find me on Instagram at MMC338. And you can find me, is that it? Oh, my blog, Max Perkin WordPress. I kind of forgot about that because I haven't done it in so long. And this is Joe, and you can find me on my website, joemeyereventing.com. You can follow me 
on Twitter, Joe Meyer, E-V-N-T-R. You can find me on Facebook, Joe Meyer. You can find me on Instagram, Joe Meyer. And I'm going to go and do an Instagram right now because I'm really useless at it. But I'm going to go and, <laughs> and get one done. But you can also find me in five minutes in my swimming pool in sunny Florida. So thank you very much, listeners. And we'll talk to you again in two weeks' time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>